This ain't no joke, this ain't no game. This that CSC game. They said pull up, so I came. You better put some respect on that name. Yeah, 55 was goody. Kill the vibe, how could he? Big card on the hoodie. Let me break it down for you fully. This ain't your average broadcast. This ain't just no podcast. The mother show spread fake news. We just call them broadcast. West, Joey, Sam, Sean, Dalton. And you know that boy Higgy. He said he don't want no small fries. Tell him they better make them biggie. Yeah, you already know what we be on. We got the crown, we hold the throne. We throw the mails and you take them home. When they ring the bells, you know that it's home. The bar set, we setting the tone. If we set it, then set it in stone. Now sit in the seat and set up your phone. You in the car, no sports zone. <laughs> set it. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wallman. Today's show, we bring you another edition of Game Day Prep. We started that a couple weeks ago. Y'all seem to really, really like it. And since I got a lot of friends across the ACC country, nation, I don't, ACC nation, actually, is what we were going to say uh, due to our next guest coming up. Since I have so many friends across ACC Nation, I felt like it was only apropos that I put something like this together, and you all love it, and I'm glad I could bring it to you. Also glad I could bring you that fire intro from our guy B. Sim here in Louisville. He produces a lot of the Louisville promotional music, you know, highlight videos, stuff like that. We really appreciate him collaborating with us on that. I had a friend that, a little older, hit me up earlier in the week and was like, you've got to shorten your intro. It's too long. I'm like, no, the intro's fire. I'm not going to do that. You're old. Stop. Sorry about that, Jeff. I didn't mean to call you out on the radio, but it is what it is. Again, another exciting addition to Game Day Prep. Today, we're going to talk to writer and podcaster over at our friends with the ACC Nation and self-proclaimed judger of beers, Will Ojanan. Will, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great, and I'm going to just say uh, for the record that I am on your side with the intro. That is straight fire. I appreciate that. Uh, after the show, I have to tell you who it was. Really, it wasn't Jeff. I always pick on Jeff, but it was some somebody else. It was a mutual friend of ours that was like, I, I, don't, I could just see him shaking his fist at me, too. I don't like it that long. It's it's nice. you got to shorten it. And I'm like, no. The very old man yells at cloud thing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but again, we're, we're talking to Will because he is, uh, he's our Virginia guy. And Virginia is for lovers. That's what they say. And we love our people from Virginia. We, we really have been in the ACC for a few years now. And there's not really that one team that, that I just despise if it was going to be virginia they would be the nicest group of people you'd want to be the night you'd want to be hateful the most nice way you could be to them like you'd have to tell corny jokes to like huh yeah we're going to beat you and y'all are going to go double park your cars or something lame like that because you just, you just can't they're good people i have family that are from virginia and they're awesome so and, and wills represents virginia so i'm not gonna say anything bad uh, about virginia just yet i mean i may later it just depends on <laughs> just depends on what he says i may have to uh, combat that with a couple of things but yeah i i represent virginia even though i live about a thousand miles away from it <laughs> that that is true and you know we're gonna talk about we'll talk about that here in a minute though this we're gonna talk about this game it's taking place at 3 p.m eastern time 2 p.m your time, 2 p.m. where I'm going to be because I will also be watching this game for the second straight week from the Central Time Zone, but I, too, am going to be watching it from Minnesota on the ACC Network. Y'all have that up there, right? Yes, we do. I'm uh, coming. I, I'll, I will be up there in Albert Lee, Minnesota. We're scouting some places. My wife's going to do some, some travel nursing, and uh, that will be her home for the next few months, and I'm going to be coming up going back and forth as much as i possibly can but i will be there saturday to watch louisville and hopefully the results are not the same as they were when i was in the central time zone this past week fluke forest i mean wake forest game i don't i don't know what you call that that was just i hate that that game had to end the way it did because it was such a good game back and forth Mm -hmm. and for as many best game of the week yeah and for as many that game that's one of them and i hate to be the guys like uh we would have won the game if it wasn't for the refs but there were, and, and I will say this too. I want to be fair. There were some calls. There was a horrible non-pass interference call in the first quarter that should have been called on us, and it wasn't. I, I just knew for sure. Now I thought it was close. I thought it was a bang bang play, but I was like, "Well, th- it, we're on their home field. That's going to be called," and it wasn't. But 
that crew blew a lot blew a lot of calls. I would say eight out of ten of them were against us, but that's in the past. We're not even talking about them. And you know what? I I despise Dave Claus now, so I take that back. I said earlier there's not that one team that we hate yet, and we, I don't really hate Wake Forest. Dave Clawson is a, an adult, grown adult baby wearing diapers, running around red, mad, and nude online. He is just, I can't stand him. Tell us how you really feel, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to censor myself because I do that very well. But just, oh my, I have never seen a grown man that coaches young men act like such a toddler after every, I mean, every single call. And how in God's name did he did he get the referee to agree to call a timeout before the play and not even, the referee couldn't even, normally if you do something like that, the ref has to turn around, see you, blow the whistle. The whistle was blown. The clock was on triple zero. You know what? Let's get to the good. Forget them. Forget Clawson. <laughs> Throw him in a pile in a, in a trash can and float him up to Ohio. We're talking about Virginia, so I'm going to ask you a hard hitting question up front because that's how I do things. So, all right, hard hitting question. Do you remember how me and you met? <laughs> um, through Twitter, definitely, obviously. Um, oh boy. To the. Was it through? I don't know. I don't hundred percent remember off the top of my head. Will, huh? Will O. Yep. Will O. I, I am. I know it was through. I know you've been on the podcast before. There you like go. A couple of times, but I didn't know if that was specifically. That's what you were how we first met. Or not. Yes, that's how we yes. first met. I wish I had yeah, one of them like, fancy uh, but sound boards where I could be like ding 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 ding. Yep. Because you yeah, had, you had a bunch of your crew over uh, on, on the show with with you. Yeah, I deeply regret. You you can see that that's not the case today. Uh, this is yeah. just one on one. I deeply regretted that after the show because don't don't let them know I said this, but they are a lot to deal with, and <laughs> I've kind of got a. I, I won't say an ego, but I I really really think a lot of myself in, in the work I do, and I've worked hard my whole life to 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 get where I'm at. I'm a lot to handle, but those guys are just. I, uh, you know, let's talk about this game. So, uh, no. But, yeah, that's how we met. I was a guest on a podcast with you and, and, and Jim. which mm-hmm. And Jim, you had been on a couple of times before, but I wasn't able to be on it. That's it. That's correct. And we had been in a group chat with Jim talking about how we, uh, one time you weren't able to be on it. Then the next time I had something come up with my dad and his health. Then the, then the next time you had something come up. And then I just could have sworn that uh, you didn't want anything to do with me. So I was like, okay, I'll just <laughs> never talk to this guy again. No, <laughs> but that that is it. That is it. So I'm glad you finally remembered after I had to squeeze it out of you. Question number two, and I'm going to ask, I forgot to, to, to explain this as 10 questions. The first five are just like funny, easygoing questions. The last five are going to be about the game. So question number two, and I have asked this on every edition so far of game day prep. What are your overall thoughts on on Louisville to the ACC? I think it's a far and away a, a big positive for the conference. I, I look at it this way. If I'm going to add somebody to the conference, I want somebody who's going to be good consistently in both of the major sports, you know, being football and basketball. And that's been the case with both. And obviously, you know, it's been great because Louisville's been consistently good. You know, they obviously they had a little bit of a, a fallback for a couple of years in football. The basketball team, well, let's be real, they should have made a tournament last right. year, but that's I mean, But yes. and then obviously the women's hoops team has been, you know, among the best in the league too. So, I, I throw out all the controversies. You know, that's, you know, that's, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get it, get into that, but. Just in terms of what it what it's brought, it's brought a lot more great competition and r- rivalries. I think, I think the Virginia Louisville rivalry is budding. To be honest with you, I, I'm just looking at it from a different side because obviously there is some somewhat close geography between mm-hmm. Charlottesville and Louisville, and I'm doing my best to say it right. Um, <laughs> closer than most. That, it's it's closer yeah, than most people that get it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm kind of that weird southern half southern half northern accent (laughs) (laughs) 
there are certain words. I've lived in Minnesota for 22, almost 22, yeah, 22 years now. And I still have words that I say that make you know I'm from the South. There but I've also been long, here long enough where there are certain words that come out that you can tell I'm, I live in the North. See, but anyway, I, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, definitely a net positive. And I also want, because I would be remiss if I didn't, number three women's volleyball team is the number three team in the country, number one team in the ACC right now, and is a perennial top 25 team. The field, mm-hmm. uh, field hockey team, every team in the ACC is in the top 20 every year. So, I mean, that's been a great league yeah. for us to be in because we are already stepping our game up uh, in, in the – Big East and in the AAC, and then we come to the ACC, and we didn't miss a beat. We hopped right in there. So lots of uh, lots of of great programs we have here. The baseball team is just every other year going to the College World Series. So I mean, I cannot complain. Uh, as you said, there have been some controversies and things. Uh, we've self-imposed a ban that we shouldn't have. Then we got left out of a tournament we shouldn't have been left out of in basketball. Mm-hmm. And then we got Bobby Petrino too. So it, it, it's mm-hmm. been rough for us up here, man. It's it's been rough. Yeah. Or down here, I, I forget you're you're in Minnesota. I've been I'm trying yeah. to become a Minnesota expert, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I'm doing too well. Eh. I've tried. I I was down in I was down in Florida this past week, as I mentioned. My wife took this job, so she wanted to go on one last little relaxing vacation before she came up there to do God's work in Minnesota. And uh, we were we went to this place down there called Chicken Salad Chick, and I know what you're saying. What do they serve there? Oddly enough, it's it's tuna. No, it is chicken salad. They have about 20 different varieties of chicken salad. And this lady came up to the register and was like, "Thank you for coming to Chicken Salad Chick. Can I take?" I, I do a horrible Minnesota accent, by the way. That was supposed to be my <laughs> Minnesota accent. She was like, "Minnesota" or something like that. I, I tried to do do it well. So then I asked, I said, oh, I said, you have a very interesting accent. I do. I'm like, see, that just kind of sounded Jamaican. I don't know what I'm doing over here, man. I, I cannot <laughs> do accents at all. So I will stop trying. So I said, so, so uh, I'm going I'm to guess here. You're from Minnesota. She's like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh, you're from Wisconsin. No. Well, where are you from? She's like. Clearwater, <laughs> like, but I swear to you, it sounded just like the the ladies. Okay, so I want to make sure I had this correct. The, the hotel that my wife is staying in, it's it's like it it's a safe. Uh, ever all the traveling nurses stay there. I think it's com- I think it's Comfort Inn and Suites up there in uh in Albert Lee, but. They've got the. They are the most Minnesotan Minnesota people I've ever heard in my entire life. When they answered the phone, my heart skipped a beat. I just love. I love the Minnesota accent. I love the Illinois, the the Northern Illinois accent. My aunt, she lives. Uh, they live in Braidwood up in Northern Illinois, and then I have friends that live in Wisconsin, and I just love all the Northern accents. Up, not once you get up to like Pennsylvania and, and New York and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. As soon as she answered the phone, she was like, my name's Destiny. Uh, how can I help you? I was like, you know what? It has been Destiny. It's Destiny that you picked up this phone because I think I love you. And then my wife punched me in the arm to remind me that I was actually married to her. And I said, okay, let's book this room. But, man, <laughs> we took the you – know? <laughs> I'm tr- look, I'm try. I'm really trying. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to walk in and just say skull or – Go Vikes! I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, that that would be uh, against my bloodline as it is. But we got we took this train way off the tracks. But I don't care because I love Minnesota. I'm going to be a part time Minnesotan. I'm going to go to the well, Mall of America and I'm going to spend eight days and only see three stores. It's going to be great, <laughs> dude. If you if you're seriously going to hit up the mall, hit me up. I literally live like 15 minutes from there. Absolutely. If we had the time. Th- th- we we will link up one of the times I'm up there. We're we're yeah. going up there this weekend, just for mm-hmm. we're driving up Friday. Yeah, we're driving back Sunday, and then she flies out Tuesday to uh, to for good. So mm-hmm. I told her I want to try to fit it in Saturday, and she's like, "Well, we'll see. I've got a lot to do." I'm like, "Well, you're selfish." And then I remember mm-hmm. she's like traveling 
a thousand miles away yeah. to do work for for the needy and i was like well maybe you're yeah. not selfish and i'm a jerk yeah <laughs> well i mean i'm not gonna say no but <laughs> <laughs> all right question number three i know it seems like a long time since question number two but uh so our first choice for a crossover opponent in the acc was miami just because of the florida connections at one point 75 percent of our team was from florida I was a little aggravated at first, but I have grown to love this rivalry in football. It's pretty even. Uh, it's, uh, Louisville leads the series four to three in the ACC era, and I think five to four overall. There was a very, very good first game in Charlottesville when the, did the Cards won. Th uh, we lost that first game, then the Cards won three straight, and then since then it's been alternating win losses. You touched on it a little bit, but what has this rivalry meant from the, from the Virginia side? I think it. I think it's really meant, you know, a lot because it gives us a like a, an Atlantic Division rival. Um, there really isn't one, I would say. I mean, I guess the closest one would be NC State, and that's not really much of a rivalry. No, um, it's not. Like all the other ones are obviously Virginia Tech, and you know that's not exactly gone Virginia's way the last two decades let's be real fair. here and fair. obviously Carolina and obviously they've they won I think it was four in a row until this year but I would say just like I say it's it's a good rivalry because it's like I say there's a lot of good geography between the two and obviously we've seen a lot of competitive ball games between them recently I remember I remember the one where uh, Virginia was winning most of the game and then Lamar Jackson went down and stole one. Uh, <laughs> I think it was his junior year, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the pass to the end zone to Jalen Smith in the corner? I, it might, you with might time, be right. I just happened expiring. to remember. I remember, I, think, I believe I was traveling that day mm. when it happened because I had this history of, uh, being on the road when Virginia's pulled off these near upsets. Cause yeah, cause I think that weekend I was going to Iowa to visit some friends and then the, the year where they nearly beat Notre Dame. And then there was the, the infamous guy hanging over the mm. thing. I was actually traveling to Alexandria to meet our good friend, Matthew over from all sports discussion. I'm so sorry I to hear that. These... <laughs> drove two hours it's about two and a half hours to meet him <laughs> in person that's a long way but, for him uh no i'm just kidding Matt. <laughs> but no he's a he's a good guy I really mean, good dude I love, a, a couple of times so i actually owe him a dinner because he's paid the last couple of times but and that's neither here nor there but anyways roundabout <laughs> way answer your question yes i love i love i love it. it it's it's a friendly rivalry i wouldn't say it, there's a lot of hatred yet um it hasn't gotten to that point yet but if you know, if Louisville starts winning, you know, a bunch in a row, then maybe, yeah, there'll be, there'll be some hatred, but yeah, I like it. <laughs> I, I'll say this cause I remember, and I'm going to look this, I, I do this on this show because a, it's my show and B, yeah. uh, it's just fun to do, but I'm going to walk through all of the, uh, all of the games. Hold on. Let's do it this way. Cause then it expands all the tabs. So the first game of the ACC era was at in Charlottesville, as I said, 23-21 victory for you all. Then we won three in a row, so we thought, okay, we're never losing to Virginia again. And then mm -hmm. you all smacked us again in Charlottesville, 27-3. to three. Then mm -hmm. 20, we had the 28-21 to 21 victory. Mm -hmm. uh, which one of these was the, the last second? Lamar threw one of these. I think it was 17, no, 16, I think. Yeah, yeah, was you're it, right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was in Charlottesville. No, it absolutely was in Charlottesville, and that's the only game we've won in Charlottesville. So it had to have been that one uh, in 2016, 32-25. Fast forward, we won two years ago, 28-21, to Coach Satterfield's first year here in Louisville. That was a great game that you all had the opportunity mm -hmm. to win on the last drive, yep. and we just made some really, really big deep. I feel like there was some sort of controversy at the end of that game as well. I don't recall exactly what it was, but it – I think I think one of the Virginia receiver y'all got a first. Gosh, what was it? It's on the tip of my tongue. I think what it was is we stopped y'all on third down, and the referees, which they were our referees, so they should have not been doing this, but reviewed a spot from a down or two before that, and ended up giving y'all a first down on that play to continue the drive. But 
like I said, good defensive stand, stopped y'all, <laughs> got the W, and then y'all just mollywhopped us last year again. So if you go by the every other game, uh, win-loss, win-loss that we've had the last four years, that's boding very well for us. Also, Virginia has never defeated Louisville in Louisville. All their wins have been in Charlottesville. So, mm-hmm. including the, let's see. So, we played two games before the ACC era in 88 and 89. I was in middle school. No, yes. Elementary and middle school. We beat y'all here 30 to 28, and then y'all beat us in Charlottesville. Surprise, surprise. 16 to 15. So, all right, we got we got through got through that part of it. So, but yeah, I, I like I like the the rivalry because it doesn't feel like it's one sided, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's right. been very competitive for the most part, and gosh, man, there's just so many so many great players on both sides. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, who's your favorite Louisville player? And you can't say Lamar Jackson, and you can't say Teddy Bridgewater because those are the gimmies. Other than those two, I'm sure they're one and two on your list. Who's your favorite Louisville player? Well, you kind of put me in a bind because I was actually thinking Teddy because um, he was, you know, a, a Vikings draft pick several years ago. Um, you're, now you're going to have to put me in a put me in a spot where I have to think. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. I'm trying to think because <laughs> that's what I do. Um, you're making me think and I, and I'm too tired to think. Dang it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I do probably shoot. You're making me think and I don't. Uh... Come on. Will. you know, more than two Louisville players. I gave you I one earlier. Louisville players, but I'm just trying to think of, I'm just, I'm, I'm always, you know, the weird, the weird type of, I, I always think of active players. I don't think of players who you are You can give me active. Rampant. That's fine. Um, Devontae Parker, somebody I, I, I think is there really good. There you go. Seven That's who I was looking for. Yep. He's that. the first one that, that, I, that came to mind. I was trying to think. Um, yeah, that would probably be the one. Although, I do love Mekhi Becton. I, I was hoping the Vikings would be able to draft him when he came out. Yeah, Mackay, such a good. His family is a is a good family too. I sat with uh, his freshman year. I sat with his his mom and dad during. Well, actually, it was spring practice before his freshman year, and just just the coolest, just the coolest people I've ever met, and they're friendly. I still, I actually still talk to his mom, uh, to this day. So, she listens to the show. She'll probably be listening to this. So, hi, Mama Becton. Uh, if, if I don't shout her out, she'll, she'll probably say something to me. So I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. get that taken care of. It's funny that you mentioned her. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the guy's name for Virginia. I don't have a lot of favorite Virginia players, but, uh, oh, Grayson Lambert. <laughs> that guy broke my heart. And I, uh, I had to honestly I had to admire I had to admire his guts because he came out there and he took over the game. He, uh, he I think he ran for a score and threw for a score of that game. Jeez. Yeah, would would I be in the minority? Pass. Like if you ask Virginia fans if they liked Grayson Lambert, would they say yes or would they be like, No, I don't know what Jeremy's talking about. He sucked. I mean probably lean towards the latter i mean he was what but, but this was towards be let's be fair this was toward the end of the mike london era when there wasn't weren't a whole lot of good offensive players i mean how many years did virginia go with having without having a good quarterback i mean probably let's see banker was good for his couple of years then bryce perkins but before banker God, it had to have been Bryce Perkins. At least, probably another, probably like the, the towards, probably when Al Groh was was still coaching, <laughs> Matt Schaub, <laughs> probably. I'm changing my pick to Bryce Perkins. I don't know how I forgot him. I'm I'm changing. That's my and I, I locked. I'm locking that in. I'm I'm not going to change it again unless you name somebody better. Uh, yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a good pick. I mean. 
I, I, I remember there was a play in the Louisville game where he high jumped a, jumped a guy on a big run, mm-hmm. that, and that's probably my my favorite play of his. And I, and I apologize to, for bringing it up, Jeremy, but it, no, that's, it's that's just fine. a cool play. No, trust me, we still talk about the Lamar leap to this day, and it happened like four or five years ago. So I get it. well. Y'all had another. It was Virginia that had a pretty cool play this past week, wasn't it? Against Miami, didn't. Yeah, the the should have been an interception, but ended up a touchdown. Yeah, it rolled off the guy's back, butt, and right into his hand. Yes. See, and I'm gonna tell y'all that we did not practice it. This is called improv. This is called synergy. Uh, we just have chemistry, me and Will do, because we did not rehearse mm-hmm. that. But that that was that was I, I did see that, and I was like, man, this is a really really cool play, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I thought I was like I'm gonna bring that up, so I'm glad you you brought up that brought that up first. If uh, question number five, if gosh, mom, I'm trying to, uh, mom, I'm trying to do an interview. Can you leave me alone, gosh? She's just <laughs> texting me, and and I'm like I'm not answering her because I'm doing this. So, uh, question number five, if card fans make the trek next season down to Charlottesville, what do they need to see? Where do they need to eat? We love to eat, Will Louisvillians. Love to eat. Where do we need to go? Um, well, well, I'll, let me answer the first question first. I think obviously Charlottesville's got a lot of his histories around it. Obviously, Monticello is uh, obviously Thomas Jefferson's home. That's not far away uh, from from you know the UVA grounds. Um, what's the is it? Montpelier is another one. I think it's Madison's home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went there four years ago uh, on a trip when uh, my wife and I, four years ago, uh, cross country trip from Minnesota to Virginia. And that was one of the more fun vacations I ever took. Um, But anyways, food wise, uh, you got to stop at Bodo's bagels for breakfast. That is one of the better bagel places you're going to find out there. I mean, I, I, some some of the locals will consider it overrated, but I, I usually get it every time I go there. Um, it's a good breakfast spot. There's one not too far from what what's called grounds, but there's a couple other locations, you know, out and about in Charlottesville. Um, as far as food, I like one of if you're if you're looking just for like a quick bite to eat, and you want to, and if you're like a, a beer person. You, you want to go to a place called Draft Tap Room. It's right like on the downtown mall in Charlottesville. It has, I don't remember the exact number, but there's a ton of taps uh, in there. And you, you obviously get like your, you know, your food and then you get the, you know, you can, you know, drink, you know, however many different kinds of beer you want. And it's a, it's a really cool place. I got to go there when I was last in Virginia, like two years ago. And definitely a good place for for you to for the, for you to eat there you go and, and that's one thing if you know anything about uh, most Louisvillians, you know that we love we love to do a couple things we love to watch horse races we love our athletics uh watching mm-hmm. the university of louisville athletics and we love to eat and we love to drink and i i don't drink myself which i know is always a bummer when i tell people that who are enthu- who are enthusiastic about beer and stuff i just i never did and i just not something that i've ever ever i don't know i don't know why that never crossed into existence for me but it's just like we do not i'm like the only person here in louisville that don't drink beer so for <laughs> everybody okay, that, for everybody that everyone listens to the show their, go ahead I was say everyone you know everyone has their thing i mean it's okay if you don't want to if you don't want to drink. That's perfectly fine. I'm I'm sure not going to judge you for it. Thank you, Will. I was worried that you were going to the FSU guy a couple weeks ago, TJ uh, Pittinger. He he judged me hard, and I felt like I deserved it. So um, I just want to make sure that we're good on that. But everybody else here drinks. So you just you just gave everybody the golden key. We. Our fans may not even show up to the game. We, it's hard to get them into the stadium for our games here because they tailgate for six hours before the game. They're good and drunk and full of food and sleep, hung over the, the railings and the cabooses out in the parking lot. 
it's a good time. We try to we try to have a good time here at Louisville, but uh-huh. okay. Let me give you let me give you one more place. Okay. That, uh, okay. Uh, uh, for uh, a place to eat that and I would write It's called Cardinal Hall. It's Cardinal with a K. It's uh, oh. it's I think it's I'm trying to remember exactly. I think it's it's got it's more like it's kind of like a German themed. So, if, but the, it's got pretty good food. I remember I went there, you know, during my my year trip four years ago, and we had a, a good we had a good meal there. Cardinal with the K. I, I'm not sure. I just had to be honest with you. We hate a lot of things around here that starts with the, the letter K. So I'm yeah. not really sure we could rock with Cardinal with the K. But you know, I'll give it a for you. I'll give it a try because yeah. I like trying different places. I'm looking forward to trying some places uh i mean obviously i'm only gonna be up there for a day but i'm gonna try to find somewhere to watch the game and uh and and go out to dinner that evening but really quick mm-hmm. since we're at halftime of the show let's thank the fine sponsors of the cardinal sports zone podcast fitness market shack in the back barbecue four pegs beer lounge derby city lawn and landscaping all american pool and supply company and mountain dew kickstart no that last one's a lie but i Mountain Dew, if y'all are listening holler at me uh, i drink one every show i do it it, it keeps me energized what's the what's the tagline um uh, reading the can for you know what it just may, mountain dew kickstart it makes you better that's 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 my yeah. new slogan for the sh- for that uh hit me up my phone number is public mountain dew let's get something going on there all right well let's get <laughs> let's get to talking shop now sitting at three and two both teams are sitting at three and two right now you all got a big win over the Hurricanes this past week. We lost the game to the refer I mean, to Wake Forest. The uh, okay, so here's my question first before I get to the rest of that one. Can I call them the Cavs? Is it is or is that a no? Can I call them? Can I call them the Cavs, or do we just roll with the Who's? I mean, if you're just if you're just gonna say uh, if you're speaking to me, I don't care what you you can call them the Cavs. That's fine. That's that's ten, that tends to be what we call them because okay. that's kind of uh, a short form of the Cavalier. So you might as well just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I I just never know if I should go with the Cavs or if I should go with the Who's. What the heck is a Who anyway? I don't know. Uh, can you help me out with that? Can you help our listeners out because we still. We have played y'all for like six seasons now. Most of us still don't know what in the heck a who is. Okay, so let me. So basically, it dates back a, like to like the 19th century. Okay. Um, it, it, it is basically somebody said that they were playing like a bunch of. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm re- I'm re- I'm actually have it up on Wikipedia as we're talking. There here, you go. So. Uh, See, the next time you just don't tell me that you just act like you knew it beforehand, and then everybody's impressed. Okay, so <laughs> it, it was they were playing like a bunch a, ra- a bunch of rowdy wahoos. This was uh, during the the 1890s. It was supposed to be a form of der- uh, like a derogatory term, but okay. that kind that's where it uh, started. And it just kind of spread now, and uh, you know, just it's the Who's, and like you say, the good old song is you know has has Wahoo Wah in it, um, and so basically that's kind of where it started. There you go. You learn something. Look, I try to teach the listeners something every time they t- tune yeah. into the show. So I'm glad you were able to explain that for me. Uh, and I just I yeah, and I and I. And I've been asked this before, and and I and like it's one of those things that's never been able to stick in my head. I could remember like the most random things, but I can never remember the the who's thing. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because I I didn't know, and I didn't want to be disrespectful. Because again, I just feel I could talk trash to almost any other team in the league, but when when I try to talk trash during a Virginia game, I just feel like. I'm talking, tr- trying to talk trash to a family member, and it's just I, I feel bad. <laughs> it's like, like I'm, yeah, mom, you eat these mashed potatoes because they're better than yours. Like I just, I, that doesn't feel right to me. I, I, yeah, it it doesn't. All right, so back to both sitting at three and two. Y'all had a big win. We had a fluke loss. Um, the two teams give off the same vibe to me except for I feel like we're a more balanced team and y'all are very, very pass-heavy. 
What are your thoughts on the team's similarities and differences? Well, yeah, you, you may, I think that is the biggest difference is Louisville's a more run. They do run more. Virginia is very much pass heavy team. Um, Virginia, Virginia, the, the similarities are neither, neither play defense very well. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, and, and it, it, it was kind of one of those weird things. I didn't, you know, coming into the season, I think both teams really had questions on defense and, Looking at it from the, I'm just going to look at the Louisville side for a minute, and you look at them, you know, giving up all those points and yards to Ole Miss, and and the reality is now now that we're a few weeks into the season, it's like okay, Ole Miss has a really good offense, and there there might there might be you're not going to fill a hand with how many teams would be able to stop stop them, and one of them actually just did over the weekend, right. um, you know, and obviously the the te- the teams some of these teams like Wake Forest is just a really good offense. They, I mean, I, that tempo is messes up a lot of teams. And we saw that not only in your instance, but the prior week uh, when Virginia played them on a, on a Friday night in Charlottesville, um, the tempo just gave them fits. Um, they, they, that offense is, it is a good offense. Let's be real. But um, th- there there's, I think the similar similarities as well is, you know, there's, the question, like all the question marks, like you say, are all on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they, I think Louisville is a little bit, a, a little bit better run defense, not by much, but I think, I think a lot of the differences are, you know, I think Virginia has a better group of receivers than Louisville does. I think, but I think Louisville has a better running back stable, at least. At least they 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 show like they're better. I mean, we don't right. know exactly Virginia because they're not. They don't. They have so many different people that carry the ball that nobody really gets, you know, a, the lion's share of the carries other than, like, you know, Lee Cunningham and, you know, the other running back, um, depending on the day, um, Jalen Mitchell. I was it's really gonna... those two. It's really those two, whereas Virginia goes, um, like, uh, Wayne Talapapa, Keekon Thompson, Mike Hollins, Devin Darrington, and Vernon Armstrong will get a, a carry here, here or there, too, but he hasn't run that much. Um, he has he got hurt in the Illinois game here at his knee, and he really hasn't been as mobile uh, as he usually is. Um, otherwise, he and, he and he has started to run a little bit more. He did have a couple of runs in the Miami game last week that were big that led the like big first downs. But I think I think that I think that's you know I think I laid out some good similarities and di- differences there. Absolutely, and I mean you mentioned the fact that you all have. 100 people that rush the ball that nothing's more evident when you look at the leading rusher for Virginia is is Talapapa with 143 yards on the season. So that that speaks mm-hmm. volumes, but you don't have to run the ball a lot and you're pro- probably right about excuse me, the receiver. Now I don't know that the receivers are better, but when you got a guy back there that's thrown for about 20,000 yards already this season, you <laughs> the receivers, I mean your leading receiver's got almost 600 yards receiving in five games that's just stupid even when we had chris redman here when we had teddy bridgewater here we didn't have anybody that had 600 yards receiving maybe Devonte parker came close one year through five games having 600 but uh that's ridiculous so the the volume i would say your receivers have had a lot more opportunities to catch the ball than lowell's receivers lowell's receivers are very young and inexperienced but i'm telling you man Amari Huggins, Bruce, uh, Braden Smith, Tyler Harrell, Josh Johnson. That receiving by the time that they're all now, Josh is a senior now. But the, but uh, oh gosh, Jordan Travis. I can't believe I almost forgot him. Those are all. Those other ones are all freshmen. By the time they get to be seniors, they're gonna they're gonna be a problem as long as we can find a court. We, do, we still don't have a quality. Uh, backup quarter i mean the guy that we did have evan conley he is a he is a little beat up so he's not playing to his full potential but if we can get a quarterback in there though our receiving core is going to be fantastic here in two or three i think they're mm-hmm. really good right now they've helped uh malik get out of a lot of jams uh yeah and that was really one of the questions with the with this team that coming into the season yeah. because you got you lost two two atwell and fitzpatrick to the nfl who who was going to step up? And it, it's really worked that you know you have these these 
these young kids, these freshmen that have really stepped up their game. And, 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 and I know you, you've uh, liked to lay into your, the, the Satterfield critics. I've listened to some of your recent podcasts, but you know what, this is, yeah, he's, he's finding something with, with this receiving core. I, I do. And I'm glad that you pointed that out and I'm glad you picked that up because I'm a firm believer that because my head coach here at Louisville, when I played here, was Ron Cooper, and he took over for the should-be Hall of Fame coach, Howard Snellenberger. And mm-hmm. and Ron Cooper got about two and a half seasons. Now, granted, sick. we went to a bowl game his first season. That was with Howard's player. A lot of people were like, well, that's not that's not his players. That's Howard's players. Well, second year, we went 1-10, and ten, and Oof. that was completely blamed on Coach Cooper, even though we had Chris Redman, we had Ivan Green, we had Arnold Jackson, we had – if you ask any Louisville player to name their top wide receiver, quarterback, running back, defense of all time, those guys ended up being on that 1-10 team. By the time they were seniors, they were all over our record books. But uh, but we, we let him go to – I feel like we let Cooper go too soon. We've let other coaches go too soon. And I feel like those, those people out there, those critics, that were ready to fire Satterfield after second quarter of the Mississippi game, they're going to have to deal with it because we're not going to – he's going to have to do what we thought he was going to do last year. He's going to have to leave on his own because for those of y'all that don't know, we've got enough stuff going on here at Louisville. We don't have enough money to pay all the lawyers and coaches mm-hmm. buyouts. Uh, right. We're still paying Petrino. So the worst-case scenario for Louisville fans that don't like Satterfield is that he wins seven games this year and stays. Uh, so mm-hmm. fans would have to be – actively cheering for us to lose for us to act well no because if we have a losing record we're not gonna he's gonna have to leave that's the point the the fact of the matter is yeah he's gonna have to leave on his own uh fruition and that's not gonna happen so i hear you there and i think that's i think that's a fair assessment you know it's i mean granted like the issue a lot of the issues aren't necessarily within the football program but yeah, they're every all all of the other departments you know, are are, are kind of having to suffer for it as a result, whether they whether they want to or not. <laughs> Absolutely, and I still feel like like I said, and I've said this on on the other, on the regular Cardinal Sports Zone show. I've said that on Game Day Prep. These people that are just hoping for Sat to fail, like you got to get you got to give a guy more than two years. And with one of those being the COVID year, I mean, that's going to be a historical Mm -hmm. year of all time. That's going to be referenced for the ages. Like you can't expect a guy to come in here. And yes. So, so what he flirted with South Carolina, Bobby, uh, other than volleyball players was flirting with (laughs) LSU, Georgia, Auburn. He had a secret meeting in Indian in Indiana somewhere with uh oh gosh Tommy Tuberville about taking the Auburn job and we didn't we didn't say nothing to him oh that's right because he was winning 10 games a year and we were just happy he wanted to be here that's 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 the fact of the matter all right let's get back on track again because I'm not trying to take up all your evening just a small portion of your evening uh both the listeners and and will uh for those of us Louisvillians who don't know who is the Virginia MVP right now? And I, I have a feeling I know who you're going to say, but for those of that don't follow the 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 Who's or the Cavs, uh, tell them who they huh, tell them who they need to keep their eye on Saturday. Well, yeah, it's yeah you were you would be correct in that assumption, Jeremy. <laughs> it is Brennan Armstrong. Um, what he what he's done so far this season is far beyond what anyone would have expected, and his uh set in a, a span of three games or two games and back-to-back games he had no not back-to-back if he had you know he's the first person to have over 400 yards passing in three consecutive games in virginia history um set a uh, set a school record with 554 yards passing in the north carolina game granted they lost that game and had to throw a lot but you know he's Nobody expected him to to do the things he's done this season. Yeah, drew for you know, I say he had 400 yards against Illinois, uh, the 550 against Carolina, and 400 against Wake Forest. And granted, a lot of that was in garbage time when they were they were behind. Mm. 
Um, but you know, he's he has you know trailed off a little bit the last couple of games. I think some of that is a little bit of what what would be called a regression to the mean. Um, he has you know he only threw for 268 yards against Miami. But some of that had to do with the fact that they were actually running the ball a lot more because Miami cannot tackle and that that Virginia kind of, you know, used the running game to its benefit. But so far for the season, he's completed 65 percent of his passes and he's thrown for just under 2000 yards in just five games, Um, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions has been just like I said, nothing short of amazing so far for for the who's this season and. Um, he's, you know, it, you know, Kenny Pickett get, probably is getting a lot of love right now. And it's, and it's some, some of it is, you know, do, do praise considering what he's done, but Armstrong is right there with him in terms of best quarterbacks in the ACC right now. Absolutely. And, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I love this game. I love this rivalry. Uh, so I, I'm getting excited. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track again too. What will what does Louisville have to do to win this game Saturday? I think it needs if they if Louisville is going to win the game they have to be consistent at running the football. Uh, Virginia's run defense has not been very good and it's been exploited the uh, especially against North Carolina and a Wake Forest. I think in the second half of the North Carolina game the Tar Heels ran for over two hundred yards. I think. And they were averaging like almost nine yards per carry. And that was with both their running back, Ty Chandler and Sam Howell. And, you know, Sam Howell is not exactly the most fleet of foot, but he was still running for consistently. And he's and even during during the Wake Forest game, I mean, they held their star running back, Christian Bill Smith, kind of under check. But it was the other guys who were consistently running the football really well. Um, they, they were good against the run for a half against Miami, but in the second half Miami started running the ball a lot better they started popping some big plays and some of that I think is due with I think they've been Virginia has been experimenting with a 335 this season they've been more of a 34 um in the in, throughout most of Bronco Mendenhall's you know um, you know time here in Charlottesville but he's trying to 335 because I think he wants to do he wanted to do it to you know to get more athletic type people on the field right but the problem is, is they're just not getting the push, you know, you know, up front. They're not the the guys on the defensive line are not the type of people who are going to, you know, wreak havoc in the backfield. They're just kind of guys. Uh, the linebackers I, I, are probably the strength of this team. Noah Taylor and um, Nick Jackson are probably are the two stars. Jackson was preseason all ACC at linebacker. He's a tackling machine. But I can say a lot of the problem is they just they they can't, they, you know, by the time they get to them, they're, you know, five, six yards down the field because the, the opposing offensive lines are just opening up basically two lane highways for running backs to go through. And, and I think between, you know, Cunningham being able to run the ball. Well, we kind of saw that a little bit, you know, Howell doing that against North Carolina and Cunningham is a much better runner than Howell is. So I could see a situation there where Cunningham, you know, gets north of 100 yards in this game, and it would not surprise me. And and Malik is uh, leading Division One uh, NCAA with 10 rushing touchdowns. He's got two in every single game so far this year. He has been there. There's been a number of games where he's been a block away, and in the, the blocking, I will say this: the run block has been a lot better the last two and a half games than it was mm-hmm. the first two and a half games. He had a couple of. Uh, 70-yard touchdown runs called back so far this year because of of poor blocking. So, yeah, I, I would say that, that that's that's what I I was thinking too that the that Virginia would struggle with the run, but they're they're surely not going to struggle throwing the ball because our uh, defensive coordinator likes to give about 10 yards of cushion every play. So mm-hmm. that and, that and, and real quick, I know everybody else is in love with Wake Forest. I wasn't very impressed with them. I thought that we were two or three plays away from blowing them out, and they were very, very – they didn't – I will tell you – I will say this. They don't make a whole bunch of mistakes. Yeah. So when, when we were able to cash in that interception and then go down the field and, and put make points out of it, even, you know, no matter what, 
even though it was just a field goal, like we were able to cash in on their points. I think it was a field goal. Uh, I don't think we scored a touchdown because that's the they they gave us a penalty because the guy intercepted the ball and then spun it on the ground and put us 15 yards back. So, yeah, not very impressed with Wake Forest, or and mostly because of Dave Clawson. He's a, he's a clown uh, without makeup. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. And then to touch on our uh, something you mentioned earlier, preseason, a lot of people were talking about the Louisville defense being the best defense we've had in, in since Charlie Strong left. Uh, the they were holding you know all the open practice or even the closed ones. The defense was the offense couldn't score on them, and we were all hype that we were going to have a great defense. And then the season started, and then we're like, well, maybe our offense just isn't that good. And, but it was. So uh, we were actually the opposite way. We thought our defense was going to be our strength, and it ended up it, – it, it's definitely our Achilles heel right now. But it's really weird, though, because they can have a drive where they can, they look completely dominant, and then that last drive of the, of the fake forest game – I'm going to call it about 18 different things throughout the show. Um, they, they, Wake Forest com- converted, I think, three third downs on that last drive. And it was like, we're going to lose this game. We're going to lose this game. Tyler Harrell scored way too fast, left too much time on the clock, and we're going to lose this game. And uh, that, well, that, that is what happened. But, okay, I'm done talking. Well, uh, you, can't, you can't tell a guy who runs a 4-2-40 to slow down. That just, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I know. They tried to tell me that when I was in high school, and I was like, I'm, I'm not the one. It's the other guy that runs that. It's not me. I can't run that fast. I run a 5-2-40, <laughs> not a 4 <four-two. laughs> So they're like Jeremy. I'm like yes, and they're like no, the other one. I'm like oh man. Oh. So, uh, what is? I already asked you what Louisville has to do to win this game. What does Virginia have to do to win the game? I think I think it's really simple, and it's you know play play sound football. I mean, I, I Brennan Armstrong has had this tendency of making one kind of head scratching throw per game, and it always tends to, to be at like the wrong time. I know he had one in the Miami game uh, in the second half. Um, he did struggle in the second half of the Miami game. He was five of 14 passing. Cause I think they, they made a little bit of an adjustment on, on him and he, and he threw an interception that led to a touch. I think it led to a touchdown, but um, that's been kind of one of his big bugaboos uh, you know, throughout his career. And he, he can't he can't do that in this game because I don't to be perfectly blunt I don't trust the Virginia defense to make enough stops to help the offense um I, I the Virginia the Virginia defense did not um make or didn't didn't allow or North Carolina didn't punt in that entire game and Wake Forest punted like in the last two drives in the game when they were already up three scores now they did get some stops against Miami. I think they, were, they, I think Miami punted like five or six times. But we have to put it in context. That was against right. a third-string quarterback, a redshirt freshman making his his first start of his career. Now, I mean, this is you know, granted, a lot of, that wasn't necessarily all on him because Miami's receivers, you know, they they must stick their their hands in grease or something before the game because they just <laughs> cannot hold on to the football to save their lives. But I, I, th- I think it's I think it's as simple as you know not not turning it over because they can't shoot themselves in a the foot and expect to win win a ball game. And, and the odd thing about that is I feel the exact same. I, I, that's why I said earlier these teams are so similar. It the it's gonna be I, I feel like it's gonna be I don't want to say a shootout because I think that the defenses are both good enough to hold the other team a couple times, but bad enough that they're going to get in the end zone a few times as well. Uh, you all don't defend the run well. We we do run well. Uh, we don't defend the pass well, but you all do pass well. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. which way is this going to go? So I feel the same, which leads me to my final question. Score prediction. Louisville's average score, uh, they, they average 32 points per game. Virginia averaged 34 points per game. Both teams allow 28 points per game. I'm going to go 30 to 27 cards. I feel like Virginia may overlook us a little bit after the big win versus Miami. 
plus the alternating win-loss is too much superstition for me to go against Louisville here. Plus I picked mm-hmm. against, plus I picked against Louisville last week. I can't do that back-to-back weeks. I may uh, be booted from the fan base. Mm-hmm. What what what's, you know, what you say, Will? What's your say? I might get booted from the from the Virginia fan base after this podcast. Dude. Oh no. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you could, uh, I mean, you know, if you're willing to adopt me, you know, I'm scared. Yeah, um, for, for sure. I have a basement. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take Louisville as well, just because I think there it's a home game, and you say I, I Virginia has yet to win there, and I say I'm. Just, I I need to see them, you know, put up a defensive performance worthy of winning a ball game, and. One of the things that, that that I'm curious to see is if there are any changes from this defense. I mean, they did play back-to-back games in short weeks. They played on a Friday followed by – or Saturday, Friday, Thursday. And now they have nine nine ga- days in between those games. So they're, they're going to you know be able to get a little more rest. And maybe this gives them an opportunity to go through and look at the defense and see what, you know, what is and isn't working. But still, I'm very skeptical of this and i i just don't know if there are going to be changes that are going to really work into to where it's going to affect them so i'm going to go 45 to 31 in, in favor of louisville oh see I, I and i did not know the line when when i wrote driving back from florida i wrote my entire bullet point sheet on the way home i did not know what the favorite is you were kind enough to give me the favorite uh, later on in the day, so I I, I picked thirty twenty seven before I saw that just too many factors to me. We've never lost to you at home, which makes me feel like this will be extremely close. Then it came out we were a three point favorite, down to a two point favorite now, which I'm not sure how you win by two points. I guess we could get a safety at the last second to win. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, just too many factors for me to say this is going to be a blowout. I even went on on yeah. record as saying on on this week's car, uh, Sunday's Cardinal Sports Zone podcast that if there was going to be a blowout, it's going to I feel like it would be you all blowing us out because we've had some injuries, we've mm-hmm. we've not played very well in the third quarter of any game this year. Mm-hmm. So I just and, and one of I say one of the things to to look into as well is uh, our tight end Jelani Woods who. You know, six seven two. I think he's six seven two eighty. He did not play in the Miami game. He was out with an injury. I don't know. There, there has not been an update on his status for this game yet. So, if he's able to play, that is something to watch for because there are not many. Uh, te- there's not many teams out there that can defend six seven two eighty going down the field, and. Um, one of Virginia's starters on defense, Devontae Cross, missed the game against Miami for personal reasons, and he is expected to play against Louisville, and that will will help. But not, I mean, not enough for me to 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 sway it one way or sway it at all. So I'm still sticking with the score. That's fair. Were so you uh, just thinking about your high school glory? I was. <laughs> I was. I was like, man, I wish I was back there again. No, but uh. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Can you let the, all the great people here at Card Nation and all over ACC Nation know where they can find all of your work and give out your social media handle as well, please? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we are accnation.net. Um, let's say we do we do a podcast twice a week. We do a weekend recap that comes out on Sunday, and then Wednesdays we do uh, a podcast with a guest. We've done. You know, we, we get some people from, you know, around the ACC or, you know, covering football. We're actually going to do start getting into college basketball this week. Um, our next guest is Tristan Freeman from Bus- Busting Brackets and to kind of start previewing the uh, college hoop season. Uh, the Twitter handles, you can find our ACC Nation one at ACC Nation. Um, and at, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Will's World MN. Just look for the guy with the big beard. Um and the glasses and you, and you found the right place. And uh, <laughs> I don't always sit, I don't always talk UVA. I actually watch a lot of ACC football and basketball. So you'll see a lot of, you know, comments from me about what I'm seeing in other ACC games as well. There you go. And you can tell and you can tweet me and tell me I'm wrong. I'm not, a, I, 
I'm not afraid to, to admit I'm wrong. I, I don't see it as closely as other teams, and I'm always I'm always willing to uh, learn. Plus, you're not soft and sensitive like most of social media is, and that's what I – you know, you're right. I, I've seen a lot of times people disagree with you, and you're like, okay, I respect your opinion, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, so, at ACC Nation – I don't need to start – I don't feel the need to go out and, and – uh, um, you know, be be an a hole to people for for disagreeing <laughs> with me. I mean, you know, you, not everyone in life is gonna gonna agree with you, and that's that. And you know, that's that's just how it is. Absolutely. Now, I have aimed every episode of Game Day Prep to be under forty five minutes, and all four have been over an hour. This one is the same. I do appreciate your time, though, because uh, you're honestly. That's been one of the best things about joining the ACC has been all the great people. You mentioned Matthew, uh, Jim, you. I mean, oh, gosh, what's the guy's name of Boston College I talk to all the time? You uh, put Jim in the same breath as me? Oh, geez. No, no, no. I mean, How much did he pay you? Uh, you know, he <laughs> set me up with the PayPal, but the money never came through. So, uh, oh, AJ Black, and then a- yeah, AJ's great. He's been on our podcast several times. And then the guy from Syracuse, he always Carlson, right? Yeah, yeah, um, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, great. I mean, and then TJ Pittinger from FSU. I, I just met him this year, actually, just the past few months, and we carried on and on like we had been best friends since kindergarten. So it, it's really, it's been a pleasure. It's been really nice to, to not only have meet people on Twitter, but talk to them and have good conversations about the things we love, food, beer, sports, you know, all that stuff. Minnesota. I, I love I, I can't wait to go to Minnesota. Even if it's for a day, this first time, I'm just going to go, I'm going to run around the streets of, of Albert Lee just going Minnesota and and I don't Minnesota. care who hates me I'm just going to do it anyway uh, shout out again well, luckily to, it hasn't started snowing yet I know I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of worried for her when it starts snowing but the lady said that they don't get a whole bunch of snow but it's it gets really cold because they're about I think 25 miles north of the Iowa border so she said that yep. the, they don't get a whole bunch now the other place that that my wife had was looking into was Eau Claire, uh, in, in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. And that was going to be way worse uh, from, from what we were told that was going to be way worse snow wise. So we're glad she got the Minnesota gig. The thing of it is, and I'll just, and I'll just tell you right now that the thing about Albert Lee is it's, you know, when you're getting down, down there, but where, where Albert Lee is, which is where I 35 and I, I 90 meet, there, it can be very uh, windy during these storms, and you, and you do get blizzards to the point where the interstates will shut down there. So, just a word of warning. Huh. I wonder. Uh, I wonder how they uh, wonder. But I'm sure. Though, here's the thing about it: cities like that, whereas Louisville struggles with like road care because we get snow maybe once or twice a year, and sometimes we don't get it at all. I'm sure they're experts up there in Minnesota with that. They probably have that all cleaned up and knocked out in no time. So no, yeah. So I don't have any worries as far as that's concerned. And, and I'm sure that me and you'll talk a whole lot more in Minnesota off the yep. air. That's not really yeah. uh, the the demographic for for the show. These people don't care yeah. about Minnesota. Just me and you, my wife, yep. and, and the fine people up there at the Comfort Inn and Suites. But shout out again to all of our fine sponsors: Fitness Market, Shack in the Back barbecue four pegs beer lounge derby city lawn and landscaping all american pool and supply and hopefully mountain dew kickstart here pretty soon uh if you'd like to sponsor the cardinal sports zone podcast uh wink wink mountain dew uh give us a call at 502-694-0375 you can get in touch with us on social media facebook is at cardinal sports zone three separate words hit that like button make a facebook official uh you can find us on youtube uh youtube cardinal sports zone one word i know it's, it's confusing and on twitter and instagram we are card sport singular sport zone uh we had all of our social media was was card sports zone but that account got hacked and so we had to get creative with the the tag there but uh that's how you can find us on social media you can find us on all the podcast avenues over 125 and all 
the more popular ones are Apple, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, Amazon, iHeart. Hit subscribe. You can get get these shows just as soon as we get through uh, recording them. This one airs on Wednesday night, so we, you will get this Wednesday morning before everybody else. If you're subscribed, we'll put a post up midway through the day for everybody who don't subscribe. Get, I don't know why you wouldn't be subscribed. We're good people. We, we make good shows. Subscribe to the show, dang it. Uh, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, prior episodes of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, go back, check them all out. Go to cardinalsportszone.com. Hit the drop-down menu. Go to CSC Podcast. Listen to all of them over and over and over again until until there's no more to listen to. And then even then, listen to them again. Uh, check out all of our exclusive stories, interviews. We've got a couple of recent podcast interviews with uh, assistant Louisville assistant basketball coaches Ross McMains and Cahill Fennell. We're going to have more coming up here soon. We're hoping to get Coach Satterfield and Coach Mack on before the end of the year. That is that is the hope. They're very busy, so we're not sure we're going to be able to pull that off. But we do want to shout out everybody who's out there sharing the podcast. We're getting record listens every week. We had the most listened to week in Cardinal Sports Zone podcast history last week came close to hitting that number again this week we just want to keep building and building and we appreciate everybody out there that's sharing the podcast we love y'all thanks for doing that thanks again for y'all support uh until next time this has been the cardinal sports zone podcast this has been game day prep this has been slick willie O. I guess has anybody ever called you that no you're the first okay so we're gonna make that a thing slick willie O. And this has been the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. Thank you, Will. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. being the first to do things slick yeah. willie O. <laughs> so now we're gonna do that little thing where you see on shows where they talk and it the show's ending but they talk in the background and yeah 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 even though they're, they're not saying anything they're just mouth they're mouthing. no they're just mouthing yeah just, they're just mouthing something just to start conversation just mouthing words <laughs> yeah <laughs>